feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Again, if you do that, it's going to show us who you are. And again, 
not not everybody wants that, so that's okay. So you can kind of register using a name of your choice, um, and we'll be able to, to chat with you there. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, Facebook, I may not do too much Facebook tonight. Uh, I'll check it, but I may not be, do too much posting in there as I go through because, again, this is just kind of a different show tonight. But for those of you who are just popping in, Pastor Alfred Modeling will not be on with us tonight but we'll be on with us tomorrow, same time, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and we'll have a full show tomorrow night. Um, don't miss that show because it's a, that's a, just a fabulous testimony which, in which I feel we don't hear testimonies. We don't hear enough testimonies in this day and time. I can remember being a young girl. Didn't really know how much to appreciate it at that time, but believe it or not, you guys, it's, it's so funny. I guess that's what the word means about training, you know, training training children up as they should go because there are certain things the older I get, and I don't know if I'll put it all on age, uh, maybe it's the more, more seeking I do to understand um, myself, to understand and, and to, to kind of walk into my own destiny, to walk into who I really am, and, and I'm going to get into this because I'm going to get into a little bit of that tonight. But uh, the more I do that, the more I start to remember things. I was sharing with a friend uh, Saturday over breakfast that the more <laughs> the more I grow, the more, as, although I had my grandmother just a short time in my life, I, that's what I say. I feel like I had her just a short time in my life. But I, I can remember. I'm starting to remember conversations. I'm starting to remember things that, um, she said to me um, that just make just make all the difference in my life now. Um, you know, heard them then, but but not knowing what they would mean to me now. But I was speaking. I got here because I was talking about testimony. I can remember uh, going to church with with both of my grandmothers, and one particular, the one that's still living. I remember, boy, we used to stay in church all day, um, and part of it was because the people would get up and they would testify for hours. And for the most part, the kids, including myself, we would laugh, um, you know, as much as we could without getting popped or pinched, of course, because we were laughing because it was a different day in that time. You respect church. You you listen and, and all that. But, you know, I say that to say, Pastor Miley, I, I was out actually picking up a friend from traveling, and I was waiting because they had not arrived yet, and I had my radio on, and kind of like Rodney, how I, how I heard Rodney's story. I, I was listening to this this story, and I thought, who is this? Because I have, I have to get in contact with him. I have to speak to this person. And that's the kind of a testimony he was giving about his life. And it is just an example of what God will do, where he will bring anyone from. There is no favoritism in God's favor and his grace and his mercy it is it is for anyone who seeks, anyone who knocks, anyone who calls upon. Um, it is available, and his life is truly, truly, truly an example of what God will do with our stuff. It is an example. So be come back tomorrow if you can. Bring a friend, uh, share it with your work uh, people, anyone. Just share it because it is a story that will motivate you. It's nothing else but to seek God in a different way. It'll make you say, you know what, my stuff, my stuff is doable. My stuff is not so bad to where I cannot seek God because a lot of times people 
whether we want to admit it or not, sometimes we don't even feel worthy for God. And it's like the prodigal son, you know, e- even when the son that, that went off, um, and I may be jumping here too, but the son that went off and, and spent all the money, came back, and it, it, the Bible talks about the father saw him from far off and, of course, knew his son and welcomed him back. And that's, that's I understand that because becoming a mother was probably the, the one of the greatest things in my life um, in spite of the circumstances. But that allowed me to see and understand just how much God loves us. I can't even imagine. I, I mean, there's there's no there's just no comparison. So come back tomorrow if you can. That's why we're not going to keep you long tonight because again, we want you to come back tomorrow. But um, want to remind you of the trash can, and we probably got some new people listening because you, again, were expecting to hear uh, Pastor Miles. I'm sure some of his members are on as well. But our trash can baby is this. What we ask, um, Butterfly Evolution is simply about transformation, and I like to call it all of the self things, uh, self-worth, self-love, self-respect, all the things that you need to do for yourself. And not feel bad about it. You need to you need to first acknowledge, you need to grow, you need to understand your thoughts, you need to understand your mindset, you need to know why why am I here, why do I always end up back here and so forth. So um, as I explain this, kind of think about those things. But our trash can baby is this. We ask that our listeners move your trash can. As simple and as crazy as it sounds at the same time. We do want you to do it. Move your trash can from one location to another, and in doing so, monitor or be mindful of how often you return back old locations. All the while knowing that you've moved it, not there anymore, but you go back. If you're like me and, and anybody else that has tried this, you will find yourself going back to where you moved it from. In some instances, like myself, I have before, not not lately, but I have passed a trash can going to 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 where I uh, had it originally. So I don't do that as often as I used to, but I did that before. So in doing it, and and you go back to that place, think about what else am I doing or allowing in my life just because it is what I know. It will not cause me to have to reflect, to change anything, to have different expectations of myself or the situation. What else is it? Whether it is whether it is an it or a person. Who is it? What is it? Why is it? And so that's what that trash can concept of that trash can baby is about. It is just about your being more mindful of what's going on in your mind, in your thoughts. Where are your thoughts leading you? And that, that brings me to the, the sow a thought, you reap in action, and so in action you reap habit. Habit, you reap character, and your character becomes your destiny. Um, so our thoughts are leading us someplace, somewhere. And habit, and I'll say that again, sow a, sow a thought, reap in action, we sow actions, we reap habit. We sow habit, we reap character, and our character gets us to our destiny. So habit. You know, people say, I love this quote, we are, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is then not an act but a habit. And I think that's by Aristotle. 
So the things that we consistently do is leading us somewhere. And that's like, for example, if you are consistently walking trying to get somewhere, you can sit, if you continue to walk, you are going to get there. And that's making it a little simple and, and, and helping you to understand it more. But what we consistently do, so if we get up daily and we live a mediocre life, if we live a life of regret, if we live a life of procrastination or uh, blaming other people, I recently saw a quote that said when, um, basically, don't allow other people, when writing your story, don't allow other people to hold your pain. And I've seen this saying, don't allow other people to hold the pen, but never pain. And I found myself explaining that to a young, young, young guy who had come over for just some conversation, just need some help through some things. And, and, and I broke that down for him as, as how I got it. And when I, when it me, what it means to me is saying, you know, it's one thing to let somebody write your story, meaning with, your, with the pen, but when you're allowing someone to write your story, don't let them hold your pain. That's just saying to me, take it back. If you're letting somebody hold your pain, then you're waiting for them to make it go away. You're waiting for them to fix the problem. You're waiting on them maybe to even say, I'm sorry, before you move on, if you move on then. So we got to learn to take our life back. And this brings me to what I wanted to briefly say tonight. Um, a few days ago, I was glad to post something on Facebook um, about be unapologetic about who you are and where you are in life and then your true feelings. And I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but, but a couple of weeks ago, I decided to kind of just have me a movie night. And I can't remember the name of the movie. It wasn't one that was on TV. It was actually one that I um, watched through Netflix. And this is something that was said to a young girl who, who found herself apologizing to uh, the hospital chaplain there uh, who was ministering her. And she had kind of went off on it really bad. And he said, don't ever apologize for your true feelings. And that registered to me, and it brought me to a point to where I feel like we are, me included, so often we sometimes just try to live our lives to please people or to keep from hurting people, and we're always saying, I'm sorry for this, or I didn't mean this. or And it's okay to apologize if you uh, spoke about how you feel out of context. If, you, if, you're, if you're apologizing for the way I delivered it, Absolutely, I understand that, absolutely. But we need to get out of being apologetic about who we are and how we truly feel. Why? Because in some sense, guys, we just, we're floating around this world trying to please people who don't know how to please themselves, who've not quite figured out what makes them happy. So how in the world can we figure out? How can what we do in our lives and through our lives, make someone happy who can't, who's not happy in the skin they're in or in the life that they're in and not even pursuing happiness. And so we're running this rat, way, rat race. Every time I go out, I mean, every day I go out, I find myself coming back home saying, God, what is it? Because people look like zombies. I go to the grocery store. They don't interact. Um you can speak, you can try to hold conversation, 
you can, I mean, there are 70, 80-plus-year-old women in the in the grocery store pushing baskets and on the cell phone as well. It's just, it's too much. It's just too much. And so just the other day as I was coming back, I thought, God, I feel like going home and just boarding my, my door up, my windows up, and just saying moved to a place where people are engaging or interacting. People don't look like zombies. Um, with all this God supposedly going around, with all this these churches on every corner, I found myself just saying, where is God? Where is that love, joy, peace? Where is all that stuff that the Bible so promised? And it's not that the Bible is, is wrong. It's not that the Bible is the lie. It's that we're not, we don't have it because we're not seeking it. We don't have it because we're not reading our words or, or, or holding ourselves accountable to, to ourselves. We're trying to do other people. We're trying to be other people. And I think technology has contributed a lot to that. I'm looking for a way to get off Facebook but, but still be able to, to connect with the people who I have connected with there and want to stay connected with. It's just it just gets to be too much, so much distraction until it has it has just stabilized us mentally. No one knows how to really sit down and have a conversation, and we continue to get all these things. We get everything that that the new thing. Yet people are still zombies and still miserable. Why? Because there's no relationship. There's no connection. And we were created for a relationship. We were created to feel connected, loved, wanted, respected. But we, we, we're not there. And that's, again, in spite of people blocking church every Sunday, um, obtaining everything. Uh, we live in a microwave world. You can Put a meal. You can make a meal in the microwave in a matter of seconds. Um, so it can't be really time anymore. It's just how we're using our time. So one of the things I wanted to get across tonight was to stop practicing how to be true to yourself. That's a good way to put it. True to yourself. Own who you are. And I'm not saying where you are is okay. I'm not saying how you think or how you feel is okay. But as long as you don't own it and you continuously apologize for it, you are letting someone else borrow your pain. And you will never, in that sense, if you, if you, are, if you let someone else borrow it, it's theirs. So in your mind, there's nothing to fix. There's nothing wrong with me. That's this person's fault. They're to blame for this. And so that's what that quote meant to me. And, and when I posted that out there uh, about be unapologetic, uh, be unapologetic about who you are um, and how you really feel, you guys, as you go about your week this week, think about that. Really think about how much you spend your time trying to appease someone else, be what someone else wants you to be trying to um, be someone else. That's another thing. We have to learn. Find out what, what what's for you and stick to that. 
so often people meet people and they, they just, gosh, they look at them and now that's what they want. Now that's what they want to do. Now that's who they're going to be. When all the time they, they, they this has been their dream and this has been their, their passion, something totally different. So be you and do you. Again, does not mean who you are and what you're doing is right, but you will never know that unless you first say, hey, this is who I am. This is where I am. This is how I truly feel. And be willing to share that, not apologize for it, and share in a way where people can receive and hear and be able to share with you some suggestions about maybe what to do. But we are giving people too much control over our lives. And, again, the people that you are, I hear all people all the time, I don't want to hurt this person. Well, you're hurting yourself. And that person is hurting because they're not getting all of you. There's some anger setting up. There's some disappointment setting up, some envy setting up, all because, Everybody is trying to do everyone else, satisfy everyone else, appease everyone else, and nobody's happy. And there's no communication going. There's some small talk here, and there's a few texts here and there. And we're getting nothing out of it. I'm going to check the chat line, and again, I'm going to probably get ready to close out here. I want to share two scriptures with you, and I'm going to talk a little bit about those, and then we'll close out, unless we have questions and comments. If we do, we'll stay on. But again, we'll be back on tomorrow night, eight o'clock, with Pastor Alfred Milan from the Dream of the Dream Church of Memphis. Um, and again, I heard the story on the radio, um, powerful story. And we'll talk about more than that tomorrow, more than his story. But certainly, we will we'll definitely get into his testimony. Um, he was homeless for 14 years, walked around with no shoes. Uh, for 14 years, and I, I just remember him speaking about uh, his mom. He he felt that that was that was one person who never stopped praying for him. Um, and so we'll hear we'll hear a lot of, of of his life, his story, his testimony, and so we'll have him on tomorrow. And travel he's traveling, and I think the weather is what what caused it. So when I heard it earlier, I thought. Initially, I thought about canceling it all together, but I just kind of wanted to come on and, and share some things with you all, and then we'll have him on tomorrow at 8 o'clock, same time. Um, you check the chat line here. Okay, we're all right there. And the lines are open, so you can select number one if you have a question or comment. And I'll share this, and then we'll move on. I'm just going to read it. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And that's the part that I want to stick to there. It judges, well, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. Um, It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. And then the second part, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So keep that in mind. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so think about that. When we 
give all of our stuff to other people. That's not guarding our heart. When we don't take care of ourselves and and say what we really mean and, and mean what we really say, that's not guarding our heart. That's allowing frustration. That's allowing anger. That's allowing someone else to uh, create your space, your, your the atmosphere in your space, create your world, so to speak. Um, and, again, we're doing this for people who've not quite figured out how to do their own life. They've not found peace, happiness in their own life. Because guess what? They're doing the same thing. They're trying to, to be and do what this person wants them to be or how this person wants them to be or how they feel they should be in this on this day, in this situation, in this place. I remember having Erica Murray on, and, and I've referenced this several times on the show, when she says, um, basically saying, who are you? You're one, you're one person around this friend, one person at work, a different person at church, a different person um, with this friend or at this location, so much so until you lose sight of who you are. And that's where the character comes in. That's where that habit, get in the habit of just being who you are and not being apologetic for it. If you like who you are, and if you've been honest with yourself about who you are, where you are in life, how you feel, and I said if you've been honest with yourself about where you are in life, who you are, if you're happy there, then be that. Be that person unapologetically. But it's when you try to, um, I posted something today about the word but. And I, I don't quite remember how I, I how I put that or phrased that, but it was about how often people use the word but. You say, well, it's nice outside today, but they say it's going to rain tonight. Let's just enjoy that it's nice out. And that's simply putting it, but, but if you really think about this, how often, and I just said the word, but if you really think about um, and if you ha- if you if you have not before, think about it going forward. Can I just stop this right here? Can I stop uh, this sentence right here and not bring anything else to contradict or to confirm? Can I just stop this right here? Can I live in this moment? Sounds simple, but the more you start to to think about your thoughts, about your actions, about the habits. Um, about your character and about where you are going in life. And I know one of the things I said today, make sure your actions and your words are going the same direction or make sure your actions and your words are on the same team. So so often they're not. You can say one thing and almost before you get it out of your mouth, you're doing something else that totally contradicts. Your words. It sounds so simple and so cliche and like it doesn't matter a bit in life. I promise you, if you start to think about and monitor your words and your thoughts, your actions, you'll say, wow, I got some stuff to work on. 
I know because I say it every day. And it all comes from, I go back to the scripture. I'll read it again. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And this is the part. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. And then Proverbs comes right along and says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So why are we letting people just walk around and and, and trample on our hearts? Because now the issues are going to flow from my heart, not theirs. I was able to I was I was able to um, help someone and help myself at the same time. I got a call um, from my neighbor. So I'll just be frank, be frank with who it was. And he car he had a flat tire, and I in mind I'm saying he. Um, and wanted me to come. It was about nine thirty, and it's on a night uh, where we had had the ice. Ice wasn't out at that time because if it was, he wouldn't have seen me. You know, it had been cold and it was it was raining, and um, and I went not knowing really what why it was needed, but I thought, well, let me just just run up here anyway. It wasn't far at all, um, and so what I thought would turn into maybe just a fifteen twenty minute trip turned into about four hours. It actually ended about two thirty. 2.45 in the morning. Um, but during this time, this person asked me, well, can you just take me to work? And he had to be to work at 12 o'clock. And I said, no, that's a man's job. You need to call a man. You need to call a, a, man, a male friend. I'm, I'm not going to be out at 12 o'clock tonight taking you to work. That's a man's job. And that's not something I I would typically say or do. I would probably have, the old Tammy probably would have taken him and just been furious inside because I would have wanted to say no or I would have, I just would have, would have felt like, why did I do this? And so I was just unapologetically me. No, that you, I'm sure you have some male friends that you can call to take you to work. Period. So wonderful. Just because I said I did what was best for me without um, and didn't feel bad. I didn't feel bad about it. And guess what? He called a man, and a man came and picked him up and took him to work. And even with my saying it, he said, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because I'm not going to be out 12 o'clock taking just call, either call in or call a man. And I really think even after that, he felt bad about asking because I continuously heard from him the next day for really no reason at all. And I think that was his way of saying, of course, he said thank you, but it really allowed him to see that I should not ask a lady to do this. And so sometimes it's okay to say no. Sometimes it's necessary to say no. Because if you don't, guess what? People will never change. And people treat you how you tell them to treat you. Every day we tell people how to treat us. 
every day. Every day. So what can you get out of this tonight? If nothing else, you can read your words. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of, of the heart, your heart. And we have a lot of we have a lot of attitude and a lot of uh, thoughts that come in and, and go out and come through. And keep your heart with all diligence. And some words that mean the same as diligence is persistence, carefulness, and attentiveness. This same be attentive to you and what's what's good for your life. Not what's good for somebody else's. And don't take this wrong. Don't don't get so that's what has messed us up, is that it's not saying that you cannot help people or you cannot take care of people. But what what it's saying, you gotta take care of yourself and help people learn to take care of themselves. Help people be proactive in their own lives. Because in doing so you help them become happy people as well. You help them learn who they are. You help them learn what things they can say yes to and be okay with that yes. What things they can say no to and be okay with that no. Because there's no need to do something with a with a grateful heart. There's no no need in doing, there's no blessings in doing something that you really don't want to do. And I could go, I could take that somewhere else, but I'll, I'll leave tithing out of it. But that's what that made me think of. So I'm going to get out of here. It's uh, a little after 8.30. I really had planned on being on here 15 minutes. But, um, if you can come back tomorrow, Pastor Mylon will be on, and he is pastor and founder of, uh, senior pastor, founder of the Dream Church here in Memphis. Uh, started with six members, and uh, you will be blessed by his story. It will be motivating. Um, it will just, it will just really, I, I, I can't say enough about it, because, again, I heard it on the radio, and I, I grabbed an envelope wrote as best as I could and as much as I could while while listening. And this was during the holidays, right after the holidays, when I heard him on, on the radio show. Um, not blog talk, but on a regular radio station. Um, it was on a Sunday. So join us tomorrow. And the phone lines are open. I don't want to leave anybody with anything. So if you have a question or a comment, same for the chat line. If you have a question or comment, if you're listening, I'm going to check the Facebook as well, just in case. I don't want to miss anybody here. Okay. All right. We're good there. Um, thank you. And again, we'll be on tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Central Standard Time, same time, same number. Uh, again, Pastor Milan from the Dream Church will be on, and he, he's worked with homelessness, uh, literacy, just a number of things. So he's kind of for the people who who are the forgotten people, I would say, the kind of people we feel like, hey, you you, you did this to yourself. Um, but if that was the case, we all be lost in some area. So come back, hear his story, and. Uh, that being said, we will see you tomorrow, hopefully, same time, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Pastor 
Alfred Marvin will be on the show. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back on tomorrow. You guys have a good night, and hang around for, for the music.
Come around now. 
Thank you for listening.